We've done other stories that have some striking similarities to this one, where the Liberal government sets out to try and solve a problem or, or come up with uh, an improvement to the current situation. And when you, when you take a look at it, it's kind of like, it might actually do more harm than good. And, and like I say, we've talked about it with other issues. Today we're talking about what's called criminal interest rate, okay? The predatory lending is basically what it is. Now, we have rules in place, always have, but the federal government wants to put in a lower limit than we currently have on what um, lenders can charge Canadians when it comes to a loan, right? It's pretty simple. Uh, it sounds like a common sense plan. Who doesn't think there should be a limit on what lenders can charge? And as I say, we have one, but it, it's pretty high. Turns out a lot of people think if the federal government goes ahead with the plan that they have, it could actually make things worse. It may backfire and millions of Canadians may find themselves in really tough positions and it could create all kinds of black markets and all the rest. So let's find out what they want to do and why it may not be the best course of action to take here. We're going to speak with Doug Hoyes, an insolvency trustee and co-founder at Hoyes, Michaelos and Associates. Uh, Doug, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Jay. Okay, so there's a few things we need to try and sort out first, and that's that's uh, the, the terms of what we're talking about. So we, we do have laws in place, right, when it comes to criminal interest rates. Canada already has a limit. What is it? Yeah, there's two different limits. So the criminal code which is a federal law, says that the maximum interest rate is 60%. Now, when you actually do the math on that, that 60% over the course of a year, you would think that, okay, if I get a car loan and they're charging me 5% per month interest, multiply by 12, that's 60. No, with compounding, that's more like 80%. So the effective annual interest rate is more like 48% when you do the math. So that's the criminal code. That's what it would apply to things like um, installment loans when you go to a a finance company. There are two special provisions in the criminal code that says, yeah, when you go and file your taxes and they give you a refund, uh, don't worry about that. That's not going to be part of the law. They can charge you whatever they want. And then the other big carve out is payday loans, which are provincially regulated. So in both Alberta and Ontario, for example, the maximum a payday lender can charge is $15 on every hundred borrowed, okay. which sounds like 15%, but it's not because if you borrow every two weeks and pay it back, pay it back, you're actually paying 390% interest. But that that's the cap on interest rates right now. Gotcha. Okay. Now the government wants to cut it almost in half in a way, right? I mean, but again, like you say, there's all kinds of variables involved. So what does the government want to do? So what they're saying is the new rules will be instead of really what's about 48% interest, they're going to drop it down to 35% interest, right? which doesn't sound like a massive drop. And obviously 35% interest, that's still a massive a ton, number. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're paying, you know, six or 7% on your mortgage and 20% on your credit card. So 35% is a huge number. But when I see people come into our office with loans from these installment lenders, it's very common to see a 45% interest rate. So dropping it down to 35% is going to take a bite out of what those companies can charge. And on the payday lending side, they want to make it a national law, so the provinces won't be legislating it anymore, and they want to drop it to $14 on 100 So not hugely different than what we see in, in most of the provinces today, like, as I said, Alberta and Ontario. Okay, now that, that this seems like a good idea to me. I mean, 35% putting a cap, like you say, that's still a hell of a lot. I mean, that's a massive interest rate. Why could this potentially create create more problems than it might solve. Well, I think one of the reasons is that a lot of lenders are not in Canada. 
So if you uh, set up a website and locate yourself in some foreign country and start advertising in Canada, then people will borrow money from you. And I see it all the time. I ran a list a few months ago, and we've got like two or 300 lenders in our database of people who filed a consumer proposal or bankruptcy with us. Now, these are typically small loans, a couple of thousand dollars, but um, if you can't borrow at the local lending place, what do you do? Well, in the old days, I guess you went to a loan shark. Yeah. We don't really encourage that anymore. Now what you do is you go online and find someone who will give you the loan. So this might be the kind of thing that sounds good in practice, but it sounds good in theory, but in practice, how do you actually regulate it? How common is that? I mean, like you like you say, you see that. People are going to websites, and like you say, they're outside of Canada, then it's almost lawless. How, how common is that? It's very common. There are literally hundreds of companies that do that. Now, obviously, they don't have the protection of Canadian law, so if you get a loan from one of these guys and you don't pay it, it's not like they can show up at court and try to garnish your wages. Okay. Because the court will laugh them out. So they're not making fifty and $100,000 loans, but payday loans, you know, 500 bucks, 1000 bucks. they figure, hey, most people are going to pay us back. We're going to charge a huge interest rate, so it will. Uh, um, they'll, they'll still get their money. So it, it is a lot more common than you would think. How does lowering the interest rate, and I know you've talked about this, um, how does that kick a bunch of people out of the lending world, sort of disqualify them? Because there are certain rules about, well, not rules, but lenders have rules about who they'll lend money to. How would this actually make it so that a lot of people just can't access lending anymore? Well, uh, we don't know, but it's going to have some effect. So why is it that someone would borrow at 45%? Well, the reason is they don't have any other option. Right, yeah. If you could walk into a bank and borrow at 10%, then I guess you'd do that. So the person, so the lenders, of course, are doing a calculation. They're going, well, based on your credit, maybe you're a, a recent graduate from school. Maybe you're a new immigrant. Maybe you've had some credit problems in the past. We're willing to take a risk on you, but we want to get compensated for that risk. We're going to charge you 45%. And now the government's saying, no, 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 you can only charge 35%. Well, in those cases, maybe I just won't do the loan. So, I mean, here's the question for your for your listeners. If if your best buddy came up to you and said, hey, look, can I borrow 20 bucks for lunch today? You'll probably go, yeah, sure, here you go, no problem. And if your best buddy said to you, hey, can I borrow 500 bucks? Mm, now you think about it. What <laughs> yeah. about a thousand bucks? I got to pay my rent. What if it's not your best buddy? What if it's, you know, your best buddy's friend? What if it's somebody you work with? Well, at some point you're going to say, yeah, I'm willing to lend to you, but you're going to have to give me some interest. You're going to have to give me some security. Well, that's what all the lenders are doing. They're, they're making a mathematical calculation. So the reason they're not lending at 35% now, it's not just so they can gouge people. I mean, maybe that's what it is, but it's, it's because they want to be priced for the risk. So if, if the government says the maximum you can charge is 35%, there will be a bunch of people they just won't lend to. Okay, now, how big of a, like, I mean, predatory lending, I know there's been stories about it over the time, but it, it, are, are the Liberals trying to solve a problem that doesn't really exist? I mean, that's the question. Is there a big clamor to say we need to crack down on this? Um, I don't know who's clamoring for it. But obviously, it's a problem because it's we're we're talking big yeah. uh, big interest, but huge. But, but what's the problem here? Is the problem the interest, or is the high interest a symptom of the problem? And because as I look at it, I go, well, isn't the real problem that we had six months last year where the inflation rate was ten percent? And nobody's pay went up by 10%. So people are getting squeezed. So how do I make ends meet? Well, I borrow. 
And if I'm really well off, I get a mortgage, so no problem, doesn't cost me much. If I'm less well off, well, then I'm going down the credit curve, right? I'm getting a credit card at 20% or I'm getting an installment loan at 45%. Why am I doing that? Well, it's because the cost of living is so high and it's my expenses are growing faster than my income is. So perhaps instead of tinkering around the edges, maybe we should be looking at what's the real cause of the problem and maybe that's where we should be uh, focusing our efforts. But that's hard. It's hard for the the government to say, Mm -hmm. well, let's get inflation under control and let's get the economy back going. It's a lot easier to say, let's pass a law and make the banks charge less. And that's that's what they've done. Now, one of the groups that's speaking out here is uh, the Canadian Lenders Association. And and I'm sure the response immediately, Doug, is, well, of course they are. I mean, this is going to affect them. Mm -hmm. They they can't charge interest. Is, Is that all it is, do you think? Or do they have a legitimate case in saying, hey, government, not only hurting us, you're hurting other people too. Well, it's both. So the Canadian yeah. Lenders Association is not the big banks, and it's not the payday lenders. It's all the people in the middle. So it's these installment lenders that I'm talking about. So sure, they're, this is going to hurt their business, so that's why they're speaking out. Um, some of their points are valid. Some of their points are self-serving. But let's face it, everybody's points are self-serving. Yeah. I'm sure all of yeah. my points are self-serving, too. So um, so sure, they, they have valid points. Um, we, we've also heard from some of the not-for-profit groups who have said, you know what, even this 35% rate is too high. Why don't they make it 20%? Wouldn't that be more fair? Okay, why don't they make it 5%? I mean, I don't know where the number has, has actually come from, but for those people, I would say, look, there is no minimum interest rate. So if you're a not-for-profit organization, you really do want to help people, well, get some money together, partner up with a credit union, and start offering loans at 15%. That would be another solution to this problem that doesn't require the government to make up a bunch of rules that may or may not be enforceable. And like you say, we're talking about, by and large, pretty small loans, right? When you're talking about payday loans, we're not talking, like you say, tens of thousands of dollars. The typical, yeah, you're right, a payday loan is something you can pay back on your next payday. So maybe it's a thousand bucks, 500 bucks, something like that. An installment loan we see ranges anywhere from five up to $15,000, with the sweet spot sort of being in that five to $10,000 range. And that would be a loan that you're paying off over maybe three to five years. That's really what this legislation is targeted towards, those middle loans. And they're not being made by the banks, because the banks aren't in that kind of business. They they do car loans and mortgages and credit cards. They're not doing that middle tier. So it is the lenders represented by the Canadian Lenders Association who are going to be most impacted by that that legislation. And and just so we're clear here, the legislation has passed, right. but it has not been proclaimed <laughs> into force. Yeah, I mean, this is part of the budget of 2023 uh, yes. is where it was passed. It's got royal assent. You would think it's law, but it's not. Do we know when it might be? Is there a timeline on that? You're asking me to explain the government shape? Come on. What do you think? I'm a genius here? The the answer is nobody knows because they are now at the regulation stage. So we've got the law passed, but what does the actual rule say? Because most laws have regulations. And so how is it actually enforced? What what words have to go on the loan documents? What what you know notes have to be there? That's what they're working on now. And obviously they're they're still getting some pushback. So it's gonna be very interesting to see. We could find out that tomorrow the it's come into force and here it is, um, or they could keep kicking the can down the road. Because as a political strategy, this is kind of brilliant. They can stand up and say, We passed the law yeah. and, and we we've done this for the good of the people, but the bureaucrats are holding it up and you know we'll 
we'll just keep you know arguing that we've done our thing and you know next year we have an election and maybe it never actually we never do see the regulations i don't know so i don't know if this is political posturing or if this is something real i guess we'll know if and when it actually does come into force yeah i wouldn't hold my breath uh me neither (laughs) doug awesome thank you so much for being here i really appreciate your time great to talk to you shay hey what's the name of your podcast Give it a plug. Uh, debt, f- debt free in thirty on all platforms. Debt free in thirty. Okay, thank you, Doug. Thank you.